starting our first series of Quarantivities, which stands for Activities During Quarantine. Me and my friend Kate here have been sharing our reflections and thoughts through phone calls and whatnot, like through texting. And we just thought it'd be really great to collect all the reflections that we're going through during this time as 20-something women, young adults in this world and whatnot (laughs) in a podcast. So that's why we're here. We have a couple of questions that we really just want to dive into together. And hopefully this is something that can be of value to whoever's listening. Um, You know, maybe you're sharing similar feelings as we are or, um, you know, doing similar activities. We would love to hear more of that, like, um, in the comments below, like after you all listen to what we share. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much like what we're going to be talking about today. And yeah, I guess like one of the biggest things that we've been reflecting on together specifically has been adulting in the time of a pandemic and how that experience and process has been for us. It's definitely given us a change of pace, I feel like in terms of how we perceive things, in my opinion. Um, But yeah, I'm going to invite Kate in and also like want to hear her say what, you know, what are some other thoughts, I guess, like that you want (laughs) to add into like what we're trying to do today? Yeah. So like you said, we're starting this uh, new series called Quarantivities. And instead of lumping all of the stuff that Carmela and I literally talk about, like working out or reflecting or like what are some other activities that we do in just one episode we decided to do like series and so for this first episode we wanted to really focus on just one aspect which is um, reflecting on how we as individuals are growing into our adulthood in this new time of history especially during a pandemic so to start us off Carmela how's the quarter life crisis going for you so far lol this was so like <laughs> what if i don't have a quarter life crisis Kate? she was why didn't you yeah, she put was... that question in there <laughs> she's right though she's right um i'm just playing i think well first of all i think before i answer that question i think this is like just to give more context as to why me and kate want to ex- wanted to explore this in terms of our reflection is because I think this quarantine has finally given us that time and space to really be reflective and intentional of that reflection. I think before we were always just doing things to keep busy or doing things because that's what we see and associate our our success to all the external validations and whatnot from other people. Um, I don't know that's just like my observation maybe this is more of like a person like how I perceived it before and Mm -hmm. I think just being in this pandemic like being at home all the time has given me a lot of space to think about my life as it is and just my existence and being which sounds really heavy but it has been heavy so I don't want to sugarcoat it in terms of you know a quarter life crisis is easy it's not it's definitely a process and I think in different stages of your life you're going to have some sort of crisis whether that's you know your existence or your new responsibilities in life I feel like it's never ending and yeah so I guess for me it's been I've been thinking a lot about just how I've been in different stages of my life my relationships with 
you know, with my family, with friends, with significant, my like significant other, like just been thinking a lot more of that and how I want my life to be in the future kind of thing. And also in the present, it's like really weird. And I think as a 20, some as a young 20 something, I would say that at first it was really scary because you, as a human being, you just, I would say comparison is inevitable. And so, mm-hmm. especially now we live in in a time where media consumption is so present and sometimes you really over consume that and it's just thrown at your face no matter how hard you try to get away from it it's still there and so I think for me it's it's my quarter life crisis has just given me more time to really be in touch with myself like to really try my best to be present in my own being rather than comparing myself to other people and their own journeys and I think Mm -hmm. for so long I was really on that path of comparison with other people or or seeking external validation because that's how our society has somewhat created the structure of success for us and so I think yeah I think it, it sounds really peaceful now that I'm saying it out loud my quarter life crisis has really been just reconnecting with myself and getting to know who I am and what I want and and yeah it's been kind of a really insightful time for me because I am just being really honest and ver- vulnerable with myself which hasn't been the case in the past if that makes sense but mm-hmm. yeah, just like figuring out like, what is my purpose here? Like, why am I here? It's it really big things because I think as someone who's really ambitious and growing up, I, I was really ambitious and still am. It's, you know, I always thought about what is my role in this world and how can I be remembered forever? Yeah. Like that was one thing <laughs> that I always thought about when I was like a kid in school was how am I going to be in the history books? How are people going to remember me beyond my time? And I know that's like a really heavy thing to think oh about as God, a kid. Girl. I, girl, I was always thinking about that. And so I think that's why I, I think that ties into that external validation, right? History books are going to remember you. And so I was chasing those things and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's just been a lot of reflection about what it, what is it that brings me joy rather than seeking that like the external things of how is the world going to remember me how are others going to perceive me how am I going to make an impact in this world I I think it really stems in how are you making an impact on yourself how are you being how are you connecting with yourself and so yeah it's been a lot of work with me so that I can be present in whatever space that I am outside of Mm -hmm. myself and ensuring that impact and it's not something it's not like I'm seeking to be remembered in history books I'm seeking to be remembered in the relationships and interactions that I have with people in this life I know that's really heavy that girl I don't know but um yeah I would just say I feel like I'm really zen right now I don't know if that's like you know I guess captures what I'm feeling but Mm -hmm. yeah just thinking about me in the present, me in the past, and me in the future. That's my quarter life crisis. But I think there's more to that, like as a 20 something, which I'm, I'm sure like we'll explore. But how has it been for you? So same like you. I also did a lot of reflecting. And um, that actually goes along with what you also said is like, we live in a time where everybody is just such in a rush. And always on that 
go go mentality like how can I be productive what do I need to do so that I can make like an impact in the world or in social media and so it was actually really nice that this I mean obviously it's not nice that the pandemic happened but it like if you change your mindset to view it as like an opportunity for you to slow down and actually like you said like what are the joys in your life what are the the good things that are happening and like what are things that you could change then yeah then you should go for it and so this time actually allowed me to really reflect and mm-hmm. um which I never do you know I always talk about oh my new goal is to reflect but I never reflect <laughs> it's so hard and that's so, real um so yeah so now I was able to really decide what do I want to do in the future five years from now even 10 years from now what is that going to look like and how do I get there so yeah that's pretty much it for me <laughs> yeah no it's crazy right which we will which we will dive in you know <laughs> for real I think and I I was sharing this with Kate earlier this week I've been reading this book called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown I know Kate you're reading a, her book too as well right a different one mm-hmm. yeah a different one and there was this whole section on scarcity and basically scarcity is this mindset of never enough like I'm never enough or I'm never pretty enough I'm not I'm yeah like I'm just not enough and it's a problem that is so present I feel like in our culture and that you know that it really thrives in a culture where everyone is hyper aware of lack like I'm not Mm -hmm. doing this I'm not doing that I haven't reached this and that and it's just this constant comparison and I think you know, before the pandemic and still even now, like, you know, I think because we do have, you know, we have the resources of constantly seeing what people are doing through media and whatnot. You're constantly like, you're just constantly comparing yourself, even though you don't want to. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I was thinking a lot about that and just how real that is as much as I do try to get away from comparing myself to others you know, there's, I'm still a human being. And sometimes it still does cross my mind. Am I doing enough? Am I being enough? And I really like this thing that Brene Brown brought in this chapter about, you know, like, what is the opposite of scarcity and never enough? And Mm -hmm. the opposite of that is, there's this concept of wholeheartedness. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to see what I wrote. (laughs) I'm like trying to find the quote um, that she wrote okay so she was like the opposite of scarcity is enough or wholeheartedness its core is vulnerability and worthiness facing uncertainty exposure and emotional risks and knowing that I am enough and I think yeah that's that's what has been grounding me in this time is just really being like I said being vulnerable with myself and and knowing that I'm you know, I'm already enough as is, even though there are things that I am constantly working to improve on as a person. It's knowing that I'm already enough as is. And I think that's something that's really hard because I had to unlearn so much for myself because I was living constantly mm-hmm. in this mindset of scarcity. I'm never enough. I'm yeah. not doing this. I'm all I'm always like tying my self-worth to achievement, productivity, or you know, compliance. And that's one of her quotes, like she, she mentioned in that chapter too, um, you know, like so many people just tie their whole being to these external validations that our society has created um, for us to, you know, to be labeled successful and whatnot. And yeah, so that's something that I'm trying to like really live by is 
how do I get into a state stage of wholeheartedness completely? And yeah, I, I don't know why I brought that up. But yeah, that's something that I've been thinking a lot about, I think, as young women, and especially as young women in our 20s who are still navigating a lot of things with our, you know, with claiming our adulthood. It's And especially growing up in a hyper, like, focused world or, like, hyper-connected mm-hmm. world. It's, you know, it's it's been ingrained in us to operate in a scarcity mindset. And it's been a lot of unlearning. I still... I still do it, you know, I still go on social media, I still watch a bunch of things, but I'm, I think definitely this pandemic has given me the time to also appreciate slowing things down. And Mm -hmm. yeah, really, really being present and intentional about what it is that, you know, gives me joy, I guess, you know, like I mentioned, but yeah, how about you, though? What have I guess any other thoughts on on that or like what I said so to tie into how you mentioned like how we are such a hyper connected world through all this like media and technology and that we always have like this go-go mentality to always be productive Um, I remember actually in the beginning of this uh, quarantine or like pandemic I saw this quote Mm -hmm. on on an Instagram story if you come out of this quarantine without having accomplished something great worked on your side hustle or learned something new then it's not time that's the problem it's discipline and so at first I was like wow this speaks to me and it made me like want to become Mm. motivated in a sense where I should be thinking about how I can turn this unfortunate time into something good you know like Mm. it's all about the mentality and how you view things but then when I once I shared this uh quote with Carmela and uh one of our other friends she had like a total opposite reaction, which actually put things into perspective. So, um, Carms, did you want to explain what did like what were your first thoughts when I showed you this, or like um, I don't even remember thinking? what did I say? <laughs> like, like you had like this um, idea that it's actually okay to also have those times where you're not busy, like you're not always on the go, and uh-huh. you always like try to prove something to yourself and others. Uh, which was nice because then I started seeing like other stories on Instagram where it was uh, saying like, no, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to be lazy. It's okay to have those off days because not everyone is perfect and not everyone needs to be productive in such a time where, you know, it's hard, like the pandemic and quarantine, like it was a very difficult time. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so it's not always like you have to still be productive. Like everybody has to cope with their own feelings and you know we obviously have guilt or we feel sadness um Mm -hmm. and so so to like come from that I was like oh wow this this is nice to actually have this other viewpoint you Mm -hmm. know besides just having that that go-go mentality and having to be so productive so yeah it it, you know like having these conversations with Carmela it made me reflect that our generation is just so fast moving that that we actually needed needed to slow down and allow that mm-hmm. time to reflect, which I was able to do, which I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for Yay! and like lucky. I'm so glad. But um, yeah, and so from that, I guess, what are some other general feelings or thoughts <laughs> you've heard from your peers or how are you as uh-huh. a young adult in this period of time? Um, I think, yeah, I re- okay, now I remember you bringing up that conversation and I think my response to that was that way because... I think when we were in lockdown initially, mm-hmm. a lot of 
people were sharing, like you said, the hip song being productive, which I, as someone who really values productivity, I'm like, yay, like I'm all here for it. But I also just wanted to be mindful that not a lot of people have that privilege mm-hmm. and position to be in that state of working on yourselves or working yeah. on X, Y, and Z. It's, you know, and it's, it's really a privilege to be thinking of that, even for me, um, when, you know, like doing things like this, like getting to explore our passions and working on ourselves is a privilege. And I'm thankful for that. I don't want to shun it as well. um, Mm -hmm. In terms of, you know, we do have this privilege, I think, definitely like using, you know, using it to improve ourselves and also voice out, you know, other situations that people have and not be dismissive of it is important. Um, But yeah, I think, for me in this time, I think I've definitely noticed a lot of, of friends also reflecting, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that are also very, you know, very moving, like they like constantly being busy with things. I yeah. think I've always been someone and definitely this has been more present, like after graduating from college, I've definitely value just being not busy all the time. And reflecting and just spending quality time with people that I love and and doing that isn't bad you know like in the long run I know people are always like oh you're just chilling or like you're not doing this you're not going to be successful but it's equally as important to spend time with people that you love and make those memories I think that's part of the human experience too like to have that fulfilling human experience and I think this time has given me more of that like even if it's not in person like virtually connecting with you or like with other friends that I haven't checked up on in a really long time just creating that space has been equally as important in terms of really working on my you know things that I like in in a really productive matter and efficiency but Mm -hmm. I still really see the productivity perspective really being so present like in social media I mean I'm I'm actively on LinkedIn and Twitter all the time. And like I said, I really value productivity. I really like value the hustle and see the value of the hustles that people have. Like that is so amazing. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I think it's important to have harmony in your life and in in that harmony, having that that, um, emphasis on taking care of yourself too um, and Mm -hmm. knowing when to reset so that you don't burn out or, or so that, you know, you also are taking care of your wholeheartedness and well-being. Um, but yeah, I think I still see, um, yeah, I still definitely see a lot of folks that um, have been using this time to really work on themselves, which has been really inspiring too. Like not to say that it's completely bad to be productive. It's been mm-hmm. really inspiring. Like some folks yeah. are making really big changes in their lives, whether that's working on their health or tapping into their passion projects, like actually, you know, taking the initial steps to actualizing things that they've put off for so long has been mm-hmm. really, really insight, really, really inspiring to see. And it's been really inspiring to see others give themselves that peace of mind to mm-hmm. to not be constantly busy. So yeah, it's it's been a range of different um, em- emotions from what I hear from friends. Which, yeah, I think I think the general perspective, though, is a lot of folks are really thankful for this time just because they are more in tune with themselves and with the world. So, mm-hmm. wow. I, and I hope that we I hope that we can really come out of this pause, you know, even though the world is still moving, but like, you know, for many of us as better people and that we can show up better and 
create better like create a better world out of this you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah yeah, that's that's my general consensus from other friends um how about you like what are I guess like another question that I know we like did want to talk about is also just adulting in this time like as someone in our in our 20s somewhat people that are still actually as women navigating our early careers (laughs) you know yeah like what are what have been some of your like reflections on you know claiming your adulthood in this time yeah and also yeah so just want to hear that from you actually I've been reading this book um Oh, which is she's called... a reader. <laughs> oh my god. Which is uh, The Defining Decade, Why Your 20s Matter and How You Make the Most of Them by uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Meg Jay. And guess who recommended it? Oh my god. <laughs> I, I already know. I already know. Yes, because her name is Carmella. <laughs> yes, see to the H the R Mello. <laughs> That's me, everyone. What the heck? Well, anyway, so... I love, yeah. I love that book. I love that no, book. No, it's really good. Like, after I finished, I just finished it recently, and um, it really put things into perspective on what are the things that I want for myself in my 30s, which is, like, kind of crazy, because it, it emphasizes... It emphasizes... Emphasized. Your 20s, but it's in relation to your future like what is really gonna happen in your 30s and your 40s and beyond and so um in other terms your 20s is really the foundation for your future and so I was like oh my god this is so scary I'm ready in my mid-20s and I'm trying to figure out my work I'm trying to figure out where I'm living trying to figure out like what the heck is going on all in this crazy pandemic And so anyways, yeah, so this book really helped me um, focus on three main points. And uh, what she really talked about was like work, love, and the brain and the body. And so how Mm -hmm. I took that was, for example, work, right? So right now I work as a research project coordinator for an R&D in a homeopathic company. And so Mm -hmm. I finally took the step to get my master's in pharmaceutical science. Yeah, and <laughs> and so yeah, He's on book, it, y'all. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so this book definitely helped me figure out, like, okay, Kate, you need to really sit down and ask yourself, what do you want to be doing as you get older, and how are you going to get there? And so I thought, let's just do something. You know, it can be anything. Um, it could have been a certificate or just changing do- jobs. Um, but I really took the time to kind of like figure out, wait, I think getting a master's in pharmaceutical science would be good for me. And who knows, it might not even be good for me, you know, after the two year program. And then next thing you know, I'll be doing something else. But it's just the fact that I have to do something now so that I can figure out what is it that I need to do, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. or like even figure out, okay, this is actually something I don't want to do, which hopefully that's not the case, because this program is expensive. (laughs) but anyway yeah um and then uh yeah so that's where I am in my career I'm trying to go back to school Mm -hmm. um another part was she talked about (laughs) which is the last part (laughs) was the frontal lobe (laughs) Mm. yes and like the brain and um how the frontal lobe is still developing for young adults and so the 20s are actually a good time to keep learning or to start developing these good habits you want to keep as you get older and even change, you know, the bad habits that we're doing. So 
mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is inspiring. So it, it really kind of motivated me to also start working out, to learn like different techniques. For example, like Carmela and I are trying to do this podcast. Like what are other ways we can stretch our knowledge, our skills in mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different industries? So yeah, so that's kind of where I left off. Also, there's like a mm-hmm. little third part about the body, which is like how women and I fertility. Know, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all should read it. Um, it made me realize like, wow, maybe I do need to have kids earlier, but that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast at another time. <laughs> but, but yeah, I definitely recommend anybody who's, especially women, I think, to read this because it kind of speaks to the soul. I mean, also men can yes. read it too, but I mean, it doesn't matter, but. Oh yeah, uh, I made, I yeah, made mommy really read it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did he like yeah, it? He read it with me. He did. Aww. It shook him. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think so me and my boyfriend read this together and we were just shook the whole time. I think it also helps like it asks a lot of like really deep questions. And so yeah. when you're reading this with a partner, you're you're or I mean for us, we were asking these big questions along the way. So I think it strengthens your relationship too because you're like when you're reading it together, you're asking those deep questions along the way and it's like, Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> god. Is it ever that serious? But it is. Um but yeah. Um, the different there's definitely I think for me when I was reading that book I was I mean I already told Kate I was literally shook every chapter because I felt like I was being attacked but I wasn't it was more so <laughs> I I think that's because you don't read those books like and you don't I don't know you don't hear that usually from yeah. like someone else mm-hmm. so and especially coming from you know a Filipino family you don't talk about those things yo you just do yeah, it like you just definitely do yeah. things you don't really there's definitely you know I I feel like for, I think for both of us our our families haven't really emphasized this whole concept of planning they say plan but it's like what does planning look like you know mm-hmm. and so I think this book was really an eye-opener into just asking potential questions you could ask yourself about what is it that you want out of your life and how can you use this time to to just learn more about you and what you um you know what gives you joy what are some things that you don't like you know what are what are experiences that are important to you and so yeah 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 I think um for me too, it's definitely, like, I mean, I mentioned earlier, I think this time has just given me more space to connect with myself. And mm-hmm. so I think I'm still at that point where I think right now I'm, I really enjoy where I'm at with work because I get to do things that I like to do and be in a community that resonates a lot with my values. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. But I'm also thinking ahead down the line, what is it do I also see myself in and like because there's some other industries that I, I have always mentioned to Kate that I want to explore like whether that's the tech industry or um, you know just doing social impact in a larger scale or some things that I want to do and you know does that require me going back to school like do I need to go back to school do I want to go back to school those are things that I'm working through like working on through right now um, mm-hmm. and trying to get a better answer some clarity on that myself because I, I think for me, before my relationship with going back to school was more so about status, which is kind of, you know, it's like, wait, that you shouldn't go back to school if it's for that, like, honestly, <laughs> unless unless it's needed for your job. 
then yes. But for me, it was more so about status, about how how other people would view me. And I think once yeah. I separated myself from that external validation of others, I realized and recognized that, you know, I, I didn't, I was going back, I wanted to go back to school for the wrong intentions. And mm. so now I'm just like, you know, do I even want to go back to school? I love learning, but I also recognize that there's other ways to continue my learning, whether that's online or just doing, being my own teacher and like reading all these different books. Like there's so many other ways while still getting to work. But yeah, more on that. I'm still exploring. I think we are also in a time where there's so many different opportunities to learn and, um, you know, going into um, a university isn't a gatekeeper anymore for a lot of industries. For Kate, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit different because she wants to go into the pharmaceutical industry which I I was like talking to her through this where it's different right like you you got to go back to school to learn more of the technicalities of drug development mm-hmm. and xyz yeah um but yeah I think yeah that's where I'm at um in terms of just my own exploration for my own career um in terms of what is next I think yeah definitely still reaching out to mentors and having those conversations with others about you know some advice and you don't have to take everyone's advice and apply it to your life I think just constantly learning from others and, and constantly hearing from their experiences can help I hear Kira which is I know I'm sorry <laughs> no you're good but yeah that's <laughs> that's where I'm at with my own um exploration at this time and I think we, there's definitely more of this this is this episode is definitely just an intro to the series and I think we'll touch upon this as we cover other topics whether that's our health or um more so like when we focus on a career so I mean on an episode solely on our careers like I'll tap Mm -hmm. into this a little bit more um but yeah that's that's where I'm at and I think what's important to recognize is that that is like me and Kate have different journeys and I think whoever is listening you have your own story too like you don't have to mold into our what path is you know yeah I don't know mm-hmm. but yeah true um, that yeah and <laughs> I think it's important to like I don't know like I think I guess that's just a tip for not comparing yourself to others you know mm-hmm. I'm you should only compare yourself to you and that's just some wisdom from someone who really always constantly compared herself to others <laughs> all the time girl y'all like I think, yeah, we should do an episode of who we were before because I think Kate can speak on my behalf about my um, character development. I like to compare myself to Zuko from Avatar, The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah. Because I was legit crazy, y'all. I was crazy. Um, and yeah. Not I was really. You were just through. intense. Yeah. But yeah, crazy. we can definitely talk about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like literally Aang. I'm a monk. But um, yeah, more on that later. I guess um, as we do wrap up this podcast, I, I would love to just touch on, um, you know, what are some resources or tools that have helped you in, in just processing and reflecting? Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to go first or me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Girl, you <laughs> me. Ask. Okay, okay. Um, so one big thing, well, um, was actually reading. So getting a lot of like these sort of self-help books and like just reading in general and getting recommendations from like friends and especially Carmela. Carmela is already so well informed about (laughs) which books to read and what to talk about. (laughs) Um, But yeah, reading was one of definitely the biggest tools that helped me slow down and process and reflect. 
Um, another one was journaling. So I think I've mentioned this yes. before, but I bought the Lavender uh, planner. Yes. And so she she lays out each of the pages or sections in a way that really helps you reflect per quarter, even within each month. And um, I think overall, I haven't gotten there yet, but but it, it has really been a good tool for me in figuring out what are my goals for this month, in three months, mm. and like for later on. And so this has really helped me figure out, okay, yeah, these are the stuff that I need to do, or like definitely the reason behind why these are my goals, which is mm. always a good motivator for why you even set yourself up for these goals. Is to like always remind you, oh yeah, that's why it either makes me happy, makes somebody else happy, or um, oh my god, my dog just like scratched the ground so hard right now. But anyways, <laughs> but yeah, and um, I think those are really all the tools that I use mm-hmm. that I can think of at the top of my head. But if I remember mm-hmm. anything, I'll be sure to mention them in a future podcast. <laughs> yes. How about um, you? I think for me, I mean, it's um, all everything that Kate has mentioned have always been helpful in terms of just reflecting. And we'll share some books that have really helped and are on our socials once we finalize wow, all yes. of our things. Yeah, so we'll um, share some books that have been really helpful for us, some takeaways, and hopefully that can help you all in your own like reflection as well. Um, yeah, I, Lavender has been a really great journal. I haven't been using, or I didn't buy one for myself this year um but for me in terms of journaling I I just like freestyle journaling so whether that's checking in with myself every at the end of the week or like at the month just to you know hype myself up or just reflect on on things has been really helpful um mm-hmm. and then I mean I I've been trying to get back into meditating um I mean in terms of just processing and slowing things down I think um health or like fitness has been really Mm -hmm. helpful in doing that just you know getting my body active at least for 30 minutes or an hour a day has been helpful in just making sure that I'm like okay um and yeah that's been helpful I've been uh using Headspace which has been good with meditation or just getting it's like a an app on um meditations but yeah that's been helpful I need to be more on it um, but yeah, that's a tool that y'all can check out. And mm-hmm. then what are some other things that I've been doing? Um, podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. And so oh, yeah. I think today I, I wanted to talk about the Michelle Obama podcast because that's been really good. Um, mm-hmm. But just podcasts to learn new perspectives from other folks um, in terms of just learning new things or, um, you know, just also just like, I, I don't know, processing things that other people are saying um, and yeah. how that yeah that is like has been helpful too um but yeah those are like my biggest like resources and tools in my own like processing um being in nature always helps so that's something that I like to do is just taking walks or hiking when I can with (laughs) um you know but yeah like more on that later like I said we're still developing um our podcast and this was something that me and Kate really wanted to develop during this time and learn a little bit more um about in terms of just production or learning new skills because it's like it's you know it's something that we've been talking about for a long time and um 
you know, we definitely wanted to use our own experiences and voice to share with others and help you all too in like our navigation of our being in this world. Um, yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm.